Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That my Shopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and and this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast on all of our social media social media outlets, uh, definitely on our YouTube page, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those places you will find us. Just look up Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast and you should find us. Also, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. Um, but you have to stay until the end in order to get that information. Uh, so our next segment, our first segment, next segment, have you want to look at it, is our product of the week. As you guys know, we are a self-sustained podcast, and the way that we sustain ourselves is by your support. And so with that way, we give you guys um, provide services and products that you can purchase in order to help us keep us on the air as well as um, making uh, one-time donations or how many time donations you may want to make through Cash App or become a subscriber and support us through our Patreon page. You can do that also. But this is our product of the week segment and our product of the week this week is our health is wealth t-shirt and you can see it, see it, see it. 
see it? All right. It says health is wealth. Um, and the reason I, I wanted us to have the health and wealth, health is wealth shirt is to remind us that our health is the most expensive things that we have in our lives. Um, because if we lose our health, a lot of times we work in order, we sacrifice our health in, in order to get wealth. And then once we get wealth, we end up having to use it to try to get our health back. So just a reminder that our health is the true wealth to keep our uh, mental mental health, physical health, you know, all of that stuff up to part. And you can find that um, at our deal to heal tees.myshopify.com along with other uh, our other inspirational tees that we also have there. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tee and be inspired all day. That is our hook. You guys can find it, uh, find us there, and I definitely appreciate you guys and your support. So today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Mr. Maurice. How are you doing? Hey, I'm so happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being here. Uh, you mm -hmm. could have been doing anything else, but you are here. You took out time uh, from your busy day um, to be here with my listeners and myself, and we definitely appreciate it, and I want you to know that. Uh, up front before we even get started. So uh, we're going to jump right in. One thing that I do know because of a previous conversation is that you are a girl dad as myself. And yes, so sir. like any, anytime I have a girl dad on, I have to ask you two questions just to get off straight off the bat. Number one, what does it mean for you to be a girl dad? And number two, what is something that your daughter has taught you? Mm, good questions to start things off. Uh, what does it mean to be a girl dad? It's been everything for me. Uh, my baby, uh, my baby girl was my first, right? And uh, she she probably couldn't have come at a better time for me. Uh, it's almost like I have to combine the answers. My daughter taught me how to love, like how to really love. She definitely opened up a part of my heart that wasn't open before that. And so um, I would say that it means for me like a, a greater appreciation for life and a greater appreciation for, you know, for um, everything that God can do in your life if you just open yourself to it. Yeah, my, my daughter's been everything for me. All right, all right. Definitely appreciate it. Love it when I hear those conversations. I uh, love to have the conversation with the fathers. I always say my uh, my baby's not a baby no more. She actually be 20 in uh, a couple months. Mm. <laughs> so, but she always be my baby and... Um, yeah, so I love to have those conversations. So, Mr. Maurice, let's uh, do my, do me a favor. Introduce yourself to uh, my listeners. Let us know who you are and what it is that you do. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I am an author, a uh, speaker. Uh, I, I was a musician for most of my life. And then uh, basically, and I know we'll get into it, but my life really took a, a turn for the worst. And so as I really started to heal from childhood depression, childhood issues, um, I became not only a counselor, but a life coach, and then eventually an author who writes about how to heal from the things you've been through in your life. All right. All right. So we're going to get jump right into it. So I, I know you said you were uh, uh, a musician at one time. So let's go back. Let's go back before uh, the the version of, of Maurice that we have today. You mm -hmm. know, I know there were some struggles and some obstacles that you had to overcome to get you to this point. So let's mm -hmm. go back to who you were before and what was kind of your journey to get you put to the space that you are now. 
Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, the interesting story for me, um, I often start off in, in the beginning of college, right? So I'm in college and I'm, I'm a music major and I'm, I'm doing music and, and I'm, I'm not happy, right? I'm accomplishing things even in school, but I'm a little bit off, uh, moody, edgy in a place. And I walk into uh, a therapist's office and she starts asking the normal questions. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your childhood. And so I'm sitting in, in one of these um, in one of these sessions and she says, Maurice, let me stop you. She says, I'm wondering why it is that when you talk about your life and, and where you've been in your life, you always talk about things like love, discipline, support. But I'm hearing your stories and what you're really talking about is trauma and pain and tragedy. And I, I almost felt like I had said something wrong and like I was tripping and like I, I presented myself wrong. And so I realized in that moment that my life had had more bumps and bruises than, than I really had acknowledged or understood, right? And so I, I didn't really deal with it. I didn't really heal with anything at that point in my life. And I just threw myself into my music career. I eventually started, you know, got on the road and um, played with Grammy winners and, and Emmy winners and was able to open for, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire and Lupe Fiasco and had um, licensing deals with MTV, VH1, the Discovery Networks. I mean, really was able to, to begin to make a name for myself. But unfortunately, I was empty on the inside. None of the accomplishments really did anything for me. And I always felt like, what is missing? Why don't I feel whole? Why don't I feel healthy? And by the time I got into my 30s, my music career kind of fell by the wayside. Um, you know, all of the momentum that I had gained had fell off by then. And I was a shell of myself. And it's like, what do you do now? Where do you go now? And where I went was the bottle. I, I started drinking more. I started smoking more weed, whatever I could do to just numb out and not feel. Um, and so age 32, 2016, um, that was probably what I call my rock bottom. I had two brothers die in two years. Um, and I was to the point where I was suicidal. I was depressed, I was anxious, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And so um, that year, um, I eventually got in a car one day, and I I just lost control. I didn't want to I didn't want to want to show up to work. I didn't want to make it. I wanted to drive off the road and just not be here anymore. And on that day, I had an encounter with God, with my higher power. Um, he spoke to me for the first time. Then I really heard him, and everything changed for me. And so what you're seeing now is kind of the culmination of the last seven years of my life uh, where I, I picked up the pieces, I got married, I had those babies um, and started to really pick up the pieces and, and put things together. Man, okay. And I'm, I want to go back a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I share uh, is my own journey with depression and mm -hmm. uh, suicidal um, ideations, what they call it, uh, basically suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I talk about my journey of, of what it took for me to kind of get out of that place. So mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you said you had a, uh, you know, you heard from God and, and he talked to you, um, but that's in the spiritual, but even in the spiritual, in the natural, there are some things that you had to do to kind of get yourself out of that, out of that mm -hmm. place. And maybe even some, some people that had to help you. So mm -hmm. in my own story, I was two things that helped me. Number mm -hmm. one, I took the focus off myself and put it on my daughter, you know, who was probably about seven or eight at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that became my focus. 
that if for nobody else or no other reason, I have to stay here for her, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was kind of what helped, helped me hold on. And then I had, you know, loved ones and friends to also come along and to kind of help me along that journey. So mm -hmm. what were some of the things or one or two of the things that, you know, in your natural self that, okay, I need to do this or, mm -hmm. you know, things that happen to help you to come from that space? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I'll tell you this to start off. So I'm, I am a counselor and a coach, um, but I see almost everything is spiritual, right? Um, and so mm -hmm. the emotions that we feel, the thoughts that we have, all of those things really are tied into your spiritual life. Um, and so for me, spirituality was my catalyst. Um, I realized I had spent my entire life doing, trying to do everything for mama, trying to do everything for the other people in my life. Um, and it gave me such a negative thought of who I was. And so honestly, um, I went first to God. I went first to spirituality. And from there was the catalyst for everything else. So like a lot of people, they turn to you know affirmations. Uh, they do gratitude on a daily basis. You know, there's a lot of practices a person can do. Almost all of the practices I turned to were spiritual. Um, so I practiced gratitude while saying, thank you, God. I, um, I, did, I did gratitude by saying, thank you, God, for it, right? Whatever I, my affirmations were from scripture, um, everything went back to scripture for me because it gave me a new life and a new perception and a new meaning. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a real driven person. You know, I played sports as in high school, ran track and all that good stuff. And so I was always a self-motivated person, but I was always almost motivated by the wrong things. I'll prove them wrong. I'll beat them out. I'll take this over. When I started to change, my life partially changed because I started to focus on proving God right. Right. So like for some people, they may not actually be as spiritual as me to where really I went all spiritual. I read spiritual books. I did spiritual practices. I turned to daily repetition of things that filled me up in here. And I went from here out. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so and the reason why I ask you that, because, you know, even with my own situation, definitely I'm a spiritual person also, um, minister, uh, pastor, you know what I mean? And, and all of mm -hmm. that. But that wasn't the way that I got out. You mm -hmm. know, like I said, my my spiritual my spiritual side didn't really change much. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it was my emotional and, and things that I was going through uh, because of, you know, depression and my mom passing and, and all of that stuff. So my, my spiritual stance didn't change, but mm -hmm. my natural man did. And so yeah. my outreach was in the natural. Um, mm -hmm. But the reason why I like to have these conversations, number one, I, I like to have it special with men because we don't often talk about it. And so a lot of us suffer in, in silence. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, some of us in that silence don't make it out, Absolutely. you know? And so I like to try to hear everybody's side because I even had another gentleman on and his was different because like I said, my focus was my way of getting through it was to take the focus off myself and put it mm -hmm. on my daughter. Mm -hmm. And in my conversation with him, his was the opposite. His focus mm -hmm. was he had to go to himself and yes. really focus on himself in order to, to get himself out of that state. And so, you know, that's why I like to have the conversation because there are so many different ways to look at it and so many ways to get out, you know, when we can see it. Because oftentimes yeah. when we're in that dark space, we just can't see it, you know. And yeah. I remember having this conversation um, just yesterday, actually, with the gentleman on the, on the job. And we were talking about um, uh, 
suicide because unfortunately, just the other day, um, there was a school bus of children on the way to school, uh, high school, mm -hmm. and they're driving and they noticed somebody literally hanging from an overpass. And oh so my they goodness! Told the you know told the bus driver, hey, this is some is somebody hanging there, and you know the uh, the bus driver pulled not didn't pull over, thank God, but he called the police and the police came. But it was just that you know having that conversation about you know what would make someone take their own life, mm -hmm. you know, and we're having a conversation, and 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 we're gonna get back to to the other stuff, but I, I think this is important. But we're having a conversation because. We're talking about it, and he was saying that you know a lot of times people, you know, feel like uh, suicide is a is a selfish act, mm -hmm. and I I admitted to him that before my own battle with it, I saw I thought the same way, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, why would you do that to your family? Because you may you 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 may stop your pain, but the pain doesn't stop; it just transfers. Mm -hmm. So all it did is just go from you, but now it's on your on your family, friends, and loved ones who cared about you, but going through my own battle with it in the time period that I was, I understood very well how, because mm -hmm. you get to a point where you just don't see no way out. Absolutely. You know? and, and I would say everybody's stress hole of, of pain and things that they can take is not the same. Mm -hmm. So what may seem like a heavy burden to me may not seem like much to you, but it might just be that one thing on that day that was just like, all right, I, I can't take it anymore. You know, and, but it's that, not being able to see your way out, not being able to see an end in sight, you know, that you mm -hmm. begin to start feeling so helpless. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just think that we as men, especially if we can, you know, admit that, yeah, we go through this, you know, we're dealing with this mm -hmm. and to be able to open up the, you know, the conversation to, to other men. And that's why I like to have the conversation, you know, when someone has dealt with it and made it to the other side. Like yeah. I was done. Well, and if you really think about a lot of the things even that you just said, and, and I and just to kind of go, you know, even deeper into where we were before, everything you just said is very spiritual, right? You're looking on the inside and you have no hope. You see no way out. You see no light, right? That's spiritual. Like that's the deepest part of me feeling lost. It's not on the surface. That's not just in my head. Mm -hmm. That's touching my heart. And so, you know, the way that I that I teach clients is I say spirituality is inward, then upward. The first part of spirituality doesn't necessarily have to do with your higher power. The first part of spirituality is who is this person? Am I OK? And if I'm not OK, what's keeping me from being OK? What have I been through that I haven't healed from? What have I lived through that's still affecting me 10 years later? 20 years later, a lot of the reason that we have a moment and that moment seems to push us over the edge is because as men, especially, we have so many moments we live through that we never really heal from. We don't talk about them. We don't journal about them. We don't cry about them because, you know, big boys don't cry. Right. right. <laughs> and so you build up until finally something pushes you over the edge. To me, that truly is um, a spiritual issue. Um, it's the deepest part of you being lost. And I think that the way that you get past that and you get through that is by deeply healing those wounds so that now the wounds become scars, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. That makes mm -hmm. a whole lot of sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we went there. You mm -hmm. know, um, like I said, I, I, I 
I love talking to men about these things, you know, as mm-hmm. well as other things that we deal with. But that just happens to be, especially in this climate now. Um, you know, at the time of recording this, we, I want to, I want to say we kind of made it through COVID, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we still in it. Right. <laughs> I don't think we ever, ever be through with it. Uh, um, you know, but just knowing that you know over these last two years or so, a lot of things have changed. You mm-hmm. know, and we've lost a lot of loved ones, and unfortunately, some of those loved ones may have you know, taking their own life because of Mm -hmm. uh, situations and job loss and and even other family members loss and and things like that. So I definitely wanted to to touch on that. Um, But let's let's go back a little bit, because one of the things, one of the reasons why we're talking about this was dealing with healing, Mm -hmm. you know, which is uh, a good deal of of both of our messages that that we're trying to deal with. And so when we think about, you know, just our, our, our things from our past, that we've dealt with, you know what I mean? Um, and how that that past, if we don't heal from some of our past traumas and, and things like that, how they affect us in our present, mm-hmm. you know? And so just dealing with that and, and coming to a realization of that, what is something that, you know, when you're talking to your clients, you know, just to get them to, to recognize that, like whatever in your past that you haven't healed from, you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta take care of it today because if not, it's just gonna show up again tomorrow. Exactly. You know, I, I always say anything you don't deal with in life has a way of dealing with you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not dealing with it, if you're not facing it, it's standing in your face and it's not gonna leave. So you know, it's a hard reality because I know I'm not the only one who's been there. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's no way the stuff from my childhood is keeping me as a grown man from accomplishing things. There's no way that the stuff I went through 10 years ago is affecting me today. We don't really want to believe that. And so what I always tell people is you have to get yourself to slow down. We're talking take some deep breaths, take a step back from the situation and ask yourself, if I'm wound up, if I'm wrapped up emotionally, what am I really mad about? You know, I don't I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm married. Right. And usually if my wife and I have an argument, we're not really arguing about whatever we're arguing about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about bread and cheese. And the <laughs> argument is about something that happened six months ago. Right. It's never about what you think it's about. So when you find yourself struggling, if you're getting angry, if you're short tempered, if you're frustrated, if you're emotional, if you're in a dark place, what's this really about? And if you begin to search it, a lot of times what you find out is, I want to say that I've been sad for three months. The truth is I've been sad for three years. I want to say that I've been at a dark place for six months. But the truth is, six years ago, this thing happened and I ain't been right since then. Mm -hmm. I think that the way that we heal, the way you're talking about, only happens through true honesty. Like, I got to get real. I can't sit here and lie about what I feel and lie about where it came from. I have to be so brutally honest with myself that that the only way up is out of the situation. Yeah, yeah, and and I, so I was in a uh, so like yourself, I'm a speaker also, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I was in a training um, a couple of days ago, and in the training, one of the things that uh, uh, the instructor said was, "Inventory your experiences." Mm. Right. And because as, as speakers, we want to be relatable when we're Absolutely. talking to our, our audience. Mm-hmm. And so, we, you know, we speak through our own experiences and that's how mm-hmm. we relate to be able to, to get our points across. Mm-hmm. And so what he said was uh, 
inventory your experiences. Mm -hmm. And I sat down the other day, you know, after this, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write down my experiences. So I'm like, I'm going to go all the way back as far as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about when you start doing that, you realize how much you forgot that you've actually been through. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, oh, dang, I forgot I made it through that. You know what I mean? Like, I forgot that happened to me. Absolutely. You know, because you've been blessed to come so far, mm -hmm. you know. But the reason why I say that, because some of those things do affect you now, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I, I had to come to, to grips with the other day, just thinking about it, which uh, has been and I recognize now has been an issue in my relationships, mm -hmm. right? is my contentment mm. right so i grew up poor like mm -hmm. we we had a we was good at first you know what mm -hmm. i mean my daddy mm -hmm. was working and, and everything was cool hit a snag just threw the whole family off, mm. off balance you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. and so we went through some years where we were just like broke you know what i mean and so my idea coming from that is okay i made it through that so if I ever hit rock bottom again, I'm not going to stress about it because I made mm -hmm. it through it once, I can make it through it again. Right. But as a reference point, as I begin to work and achieve things and accomplish things within myself, I begin to get comfortable because my reference point was so low. It was so and low. Like, I'm good here. As mm -hmm. long as I don't get back there, I'm Absolutely. good. Yep. But when you get in a relationship, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like you get in a relationship and you got a family, they might not be good there. Right. You know? And then they haven't had the experience that I had to have a lower bottom. So mm -hmm. this where my where my contentment state is mm -hmm. may be their bottom. Maybe their so, bottom. Absolutely. We got to get a little, you know, we got to get a, a little more. And so I've learned just in my own experiences of how, you know, your past comes up. And, and shows up in your life. And I'm like, okay, I have to give myself out of the content stage. Because even though I'm, I feel like I'm good, like, okay, if I'm going to be in a relationship, if I'm going to have a family, if I'm going to, you know, go that route, I'm going to have to go push myself a little further to get out of my comfort zone. Not for me, mm -hmm. but for my loved ones and, and, and those that I, I care for, you know. And so mm -hmm. that's just one of the things that I just came to me within the last couple of days and just thinking about like, okay, I gotta, gotta step the game up a little bit. You know what sure. I mean? what, Well, what you're <laughs> describing, you know, that's really that difference between, between thriving and surviving, right? Like if you've ever been in survival mode and I know in my childhood, you know, there was, you know, verbal abuse, physical abuse, there's a lot of stuff that went down. And so you're just trying to survive. And so how you look at it is like, you know, the, the ceiling is surviving. And if you don't hit the ceiling, that means you're tanking into I'm dying on the inside. Right. I'm dying of fear. I'm dying of, of frustration. I'm tired of heartbreak, whatever it is. Right. And so at some point we're supposed to kind of level up to now what I'm trying to do is thrive. So thriving looks like true happiness. Um, it, it looks like personal growth. It looks like, what did you say? Health is your wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to have health, physical health, spiritual health, mental health, financial health. That's thriving. And if I tank, I want to get to the point of survival. Well, if I never go into a thriving mindset, then I'm still in survival mode all this. Well, I'm just above surviving. So I'm, I might as well be doing okay. As long as I'm surviving, I had to learn that same thing. And, you know, the person who taught me was my wife. 
I remember one day she she was telling me, she said, you know, Maurice, I really need you to help with X, Y, and Z. And I said, you know, I've seen my daddy. I've seen your daddy. I've seen our grandpa. I know that no man in your life has ever done what it is that you just asked me to do. She And she said something to me that was so deep, right? She said, who said I was comparing you to them? Mm. And what I realized in that moment was that she was comparing me to my potential. She was looking at the greatness in me and she was saying, Maurice, there's more in you. Why would I want you to settle for what I've seen? I want you to go for what I've seen, right? And that's kind of the, the role of a healthy relationship is that you speak life into one another and you up the bar. And so that that changed it for me too. I was like, you know what? You're right. I, I can't just focus on, well, at least I'm better than, than, the, than the bad stuff I dealt with. Yeah, right. but what are you capable of? <laughs> right, that's a different right. conversation yeah yeah that is man that is and 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 a lot of times that's that's where it goes because even like with me it was from a relationship that i was able to even identify that you mm -hmm. know it's like all right yeah you're doing okay for you you know what i mean but mm -hmm. if you're talking about having a, a family and and supporting the family all of that you're gonna have to step it up a little bit that's you know it. what i mean and so and that's that was it. my whole my whole thing and, and sometimes that's the blessing of having that helped me, you know what I mean, to be mm -hmm. able to see you who you can be, number one. And then, like yes. you said, to be able to speak into yes. you. Yes. Uh, we're not even going to get on relationships because that's the whole other <laughs> so, <laughs> But just really that to go from, from one stage to another, right, in, in your life, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and, and it, we're still kind of piggyback off what you just said because your, your wife was able to see you know, a part of you or who she wanted you to be, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Not just, you know, who you were and, and reflections to those around you, mm -hmm. you know, um, but who you could be, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe even in her experience, like, yeah, I've, I've experienced my dad. I've experienced my brothers. I've experienced my uncles, all that. But exactly. I know for herself, she like, yeah, that's what they did, but I need more. Right. You know? So I need you to be more than what they were or what right. they are. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And so again, she was not comparing to, you know, who they were, but I'm comparing to who I know you can be and who I need you to be, you know? Right. So even with ourselves to be able to show up for ourselves in that same way and just connecting like, okay, I want more for myself, Yes. you know? And I know that there's a possibility, there's a version of me that I can see in the distance and I need to get there. You know what I mean? So let's talk a little bit about that. Just like that, that hope and that feeling of, you know what? I see something, mm -hmm. you know, for myself, you know, and I just need the perseverance to, to kind of keep going in order to reach it. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I noticed at the very beginning of the show, you were talking about purpose, right? And, and I see walking in purpose as walking in the, the fullest, the fullest version of who you were put on the earth to be. That's your purpose. Like I'm here doing what I'm supposed to be doing, how I'm supposed to be doing it. I think that, that what happens is, okay, so we, the topic today, how, how big is your butt, right? So your butt is anytime you say, man, I feel like I'm, I'm, I could accomplish so much, but, oh, I'd be so much farther in my life. But, well, I know I have the potential to, but anytime that butt is in your way, you know, that's because that stuff from your past we already talked about mm -hmm. is standing between you and your purpose, right? It's that dead weight you're carrying with you. 
I think about this again from a spiritual standpoint. You know, scripture says that bef before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. The question is, what did he know about you? <laughs> like what made you worth knowing? And a lot of times the stuff we deal with in our life, the disappointment, the frustration, it bogs us down and it gives us a false version of who we are. So the key is you get healthy, you get whole, and then you, you, you take a look and you say, well, if I can see a glimpse of it, it's only a glimpse. I can actually be greater than what I can see. So if I just work a little bit at a time, just a little bit every day, right? Maurice, work at what? Whatever you need to work at. Some days you got to work on your self-esteem. Some days you got to work on your mindset. Some days you got to work on your communication skills. Whatever it is, if I just chip away at it, like you said, that perseverance, eventually I'm going to look up and I'm not going to represent what I used to. Uh, the, the greatest thing a person can say about you is you don't look like what you've been through. I don't really think I look like what I've been through. Right, That's right. telling me that I'm I'm at least starting to get to that place that I could. And I'm not all the way there and I'm not a finished product. But today I've gone as far as I can go today and that's good enough. And I think that's the key is just a little by little, we got to move in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that even with that, there, there comes a, a part of it where we really have to be intentional, mm -hmm. right? about what we want and where we're trying to go to. So I, I usually choose a word for, you know, at the beginning of each year, I don't even think I did it this year. I'm about to do that. But so my word last year was intentional, mm -hmm. right? I wanted to be intentional about everything that I did, you know, okay, what is my goal? What am I going to do to get it? You know, mm -hmm. what, what are the steps that's needed for me to, to accomplish it? And I think that being intentional is a, a definite, bridge between where you are and where you're trying to go. hundred percent. You know, like I always say, you know, when I'm talking to students, like you have to have a plan, mm -hmm. you know, there's the old saying, when you fail to plan, you plan, you to, plan fail. to fail. You yep. know what I mean? It's like, look, if you don't have something that's for you, because I always say with our students, you know, when you're in grammar school, when you're in high school, everybody has a plan for you. All you got to do is get up and do it. You know, your parents have a plan for you. They got things for you to do. The school got a plan for you. They got things for you to do. If you're on a, a team of some sort, your coaches got a plan for you. You just got to mm -hmm. execute on it. But mm -hmm. once you graduate, everybody else's plan for you is done. That's it. So at that point, you have to have a plan for yourself. You because sure do. if you don't, then you're liable to swing whichever way, you know, everybody else is going or whichever way the situations that may occur that say, oh, well, it seems like this is the way to go. And you're, you know, you're trying to be uh, blown uh, either way because you don't have your own sense of direction. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we are intentional about what we want and how we're going to get there, that's half the battle. Yes. You know? I, I, I agree completely. And, and one book that was really helpful for me, I read the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, I read that a couple of years ago. And habit number two was called Begin with the End in Mind. And basically what it said is kind of think out on like, where do you see yourself and what do you, what, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? Not just like how much money you leave behind, like the memory you leave behind. What do you want that to look like? And then in that chapter, it said, think of yourself like a corporation, like give, give yourself a mission statement. And so what I did is I, I wrote down for myself, and this is all I wrote. I said, the day I die, I want somebody to say, 
he lived his best life, then he taught others how to do the same. Mm -hmm. And I said, if they can say that about me, I did it. Because he lived his best life says he's always improving. He's always experiencing new things. He's always healing. He's always doing something to, to better himself. And then there's that whole give back thing, right? If I gave it back, if I taught other people, then I was a servant. I served others, right? And so I feel like if I can do that, I can die empty. And if that's the plan, it gives me the ability to change the plan whenever I need to. So I can sit down and say this year, this is what I want to accomplish. But if I sense that mm, that's I, I got it wrong at the beginning of the year. OK, you said you were going to live your best life. If this direction is not your best life, change the plan. Now we're going this way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the key is you have to plan and you have to plan with your heart. And then you have to be open to the fact that your plan may need to be adapted. <laughs> that's the key yeah 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 and one of the things that i that i teach i teach i teach the three a's when it comes to uh challenges you know mm. that you have is admitting it uh that my mind will go blank right now right it's <laughs> <laughs> admit admission um amend and ascend that's it mm -hmm. so uh, admit it you know what what is the problem you know, mm -hmm. I'm dealing with whatever this is. Mm -hmm. Then you got to amend it. Okay, what do I need to change about it mm -hmm. in order to make it work for me? And then mm -hmm. once you amend it, then you execute so you can ascend from mm -hmm. that from that space, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's kind of what I teach when you're going through your, your challenges. And like you mm -hmm. said, if your plan, some derails with the plan, all right, we got to change the plan. Okay, let's look at those three A's. Let's accept okay, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. What do we need to do from here? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I haven't read that, that book yet. It's on, it's on my list, but I, I haven't <laughs> read it yet. It's um, worth it. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely going to check it out. But speaking of books, you happen to have a book, uh, which just kind of reflects on the name of this, this episode. So let's talk about a little bit about your book. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the journey of writing. Right. And I sure. always bring this up because I've been, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. I've been <laughs> writing this book. <laughs> In the midst of me trying to write one hardcover book, I've written three ebooks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I understand. So, how was uh, that process of, of writing? How was that for painful? You? Just, just painful. Okay. Painful. Uh, you know, it's funny. This is my second book. So, uh, it's called Your Butt is Too Big, right? And this is my second book, but it's really my first book, right? So this book took me four years to, to write all the way through and put out. Now, I, I wrote another book in one day, and I put that one out real quick, right? But this one, I gave up writing this book about 10 times. You, you know, when you like, you know what? Screw the book. You throw the book against the wall. I'm not writing this book. Somebody else can write the book. It's not for me to write this book. Yeah, I, I did all that. Um, so to any aspiring authors, if you're struggling, just know it's normal. And this journey was really, um, so within it, you know, I talk a little bit about some of what I've already shared, some of that tra childhood trauma, some of my past pain, um, some of my failures, my heartbreaks, the things that caused my butt, right? And I realized with every part of the book I was writing, I was really journaling, <laughs> right? So you start writing down what you've been through. And it's just like what you described earlier when you said, I forgot some of the stuff I had been through. I, I forgot some of the things that were said to me. 
I forgot some of the things that, that I felt deep down on the inside. And some of those things never made it in these pages, right? There's a lot more things that were on the cutting room floor because I didn't want to put people into bad of a light or I didn't think it was the time to share this, this part of my life. And so the journey was honestly a journey of growth that as I wrote, I had to face. As I wrote, I had to deal. As I wrote, I had to say, okay, this story right here is triggering me so much that I know I'm not as healthy in this area as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. I know that I've got more work I got to do. You know, <laughs> let me go back to the therapist and talk about this. Let me go sit down with my wife and, and cry some tears. Like, let me sit down with God and pray about this because I'm not okay. And so this particular book, it helps people to confront what they've been through almost in the way that you just de described it. You started off by saying acceptance, right? I, I call it evaluation. You have to know, like you have to look at your situation. You, mm -hmm. you can never fix something that you won't look at and address. So I have to start off by looking at it. And then, and, and what I do is I, I go through seven principles and I won't go through all of them, but the first one is the evaluation. And the second is what I call the marathon mindset. And all that is, is to say healing is not a moment. It's a journey, right? Like I don't just like click my heels and spin around in a circle and all of a sudden, pow, here I am. I'm better. Like I get a little bit better and then I grow a little bit older and then I got to heal through that, that issue a little bit more. That's real life. And so I feel like as I healed through the journey of writing, as I grew through the journey of writing, I created a pathway for somebody else to read the book and do the same, right? I didn't try to say in this book, hey, do things like I did. I said in the book, find your way to do what you're meant to do. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You said, I had to look at my daughter. I had to see that she was my reason to live. Well, who can tell you you're wrong, all right? You had to find the spark inside of you. And I think that's the key is we all have to look inside of ourselves and find the thing that'll help us focus on hope and promise versus focusing on that butt that stands in our way. Yeah, yeah. Man, Maurice, uh, we could be on here all night, <laughs> all day. So I, I, I don't want us to do that. I'm respectful of your time and your family. But man, I, I appreciate you so much uh, for, for being on, for coming on. Um, I want you to leave us with a word of advice, inspiration, have you uh, feel free, uh, feel fit to, to express yourself and to definitely let us know where we can get the book mm -hmm. and your social media handles and things like that, where we can find you at. Um, because I definitely want us to, to support you. So uh, I'll give you a second to, to think about that. Uh, to my listeners, man, I told you guys that I would let you know how you could win $100 from the podcast. And you win $100 from the podcast by entering our uh, super subscriber contest. And what does that mean? That means you must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify, all three. And after you do that, you would text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 to qualify for a chance to win $100 from the podcast. So the uh, contest is ongoing, so it never stops. And it's random. So there's no specific uh, day or time at any moment. I can just be like, all right, today's the day and pull a name and you win. 
You know, it's just that simple. Don't cost you anything. You're doing it already. You're already listening. You're already, uh, you know, subscribed to some of our, our uh, social media platforms. So just subscribe to all three so you can enter the contest. So again, to win $100 from the podcast, you must uh, enter our $100 super subscriber contest by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our uh, podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Maurice, again, let me say uh, thank you again for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, definitely uh, enjoy having this conversation with you and sharing your and your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, thank you for being on. The floor is yours. Absolutely. I, first of all, I just appreciate you having me. Um, and, and in terms of what I would say, I just want to say you're worth it. You're worth getting better, right? Um, the reality is that healing through pain, uh, healing through hard times, it's hard. It, it's painful. And so I just want you to know that you're worth taking the time to get better. You're worth the therapist appointments. You're worth the hard conversations. You're worth the tears. Um, and so I just want to tell everybody you're worth it. Um, in terms of where to find my book, um, first of all, you can visit yourbuttis2big.com. Uh, you can purchase a copy there. Uh, and then, of course, you can go to you know barnesandnoble.com. You can go to Amazon, wherever books are sold. Um, but, but definitely head up to uh, my website. Hit me up on social media, at Maurice F. Martin, and I'd be more than happy to talk to you. All right. All right. We can't uh, end it any better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.